On this episode, we are talking about how hasty decisions can completely ruin your retirement and your wealth. It's time for the Retire ASAP Podcast. Here's your host, Taylor Fike. Welcome to the Retire ASAP Show, where our goal is to get you free from work as soon as possible. I'm your host, Taylor Fike, and I have our host, Brad Fike, here as well. What's up, Brad? Oh, just, uh, you know, recuperating from the windblown uh, city of Worcester. That's true. Uh, Worcester went through a wild storm last night. Worcester and Holmes South. County and this, I don't know, what is a central to northeast part of Ohio, that, that area here. So yep. it's been a little wild around here. Yeah, crazy. So uh, I blew her in the work today. I just put my sheet from my bed up, and I just landed right here. Sailed, I sailed right into didn't work. Have to drive, so I saved fuel today. Hey, well, that's good considering <laughs> fuel prices right now. <laughs> Maybe we need more wind. Yeah, let's not go there with the fuel price thing. <laughs> right? Right? Somehow, somehow, fuel prices turns into a political conversation. I'm just not quite sure how we got it here. It always does, but uh, true. everything always turns back to politics, doesn't it? it when in fact, way. politics has probably very little on most of it. Well, they like to make us think they have all this control and power. And really all they're doing is just trying to get our votes it's a two-party garbage yeah that's what it is <laughs> well we've been gone we've been absent for i think this is uh two weeks late this episode missing in action so i apologize uh personally on that because i haven't been around to uh do a podcast and taylor's been busy so when i'm not around he's up extra busy so you know what well we, we're sorry but uh we'll, we'll we're just back call, we'll just call that a break and we're, we're right back at it well i i blame you 100 percent because you know it's just easier to blame somebody else than myself for you know a mistake like that so but really you, you've been in and out of the office a lot lately but for me, I'm just, without your personality on here, this podcast just doesn't thrive. Oh, I think it's probably just fine without <laughs> me on here. Well, People you know. People probably are like, get rid of the old man and just get some younger Jen get, in there get going someone, at it. Get someone actually funny on here, yeah, right? Yeah, it actually knows what's going on, too. I don't know. All the comments that I get about our podcast, they think you're actually hilarious. And I don't, I don't think I should tell you that, because that's just an ego booster, but... Oh, they think I'm, you're pretty funny. I'm just me. I got to throw a cheap shot in every once in a while, but other than that, it's just me. <laughs> That's true. Well, anyway, we're going to jump into our topic since, you know, it's been a while since we've been on here, but we do have some stuff to talk about. The markets are crazy. People have lots of questions. I mean, I feel like this is every episode we've done so far this year is markets are crazy and people have questions. Those seem to be just this theme that's gone through 2022. But what we wanted to talk about a little bit today is... How do hasty decisions affect retirement? Because we talk a lot about how we want our clients to retire ASAP as soon as possible. Well, that as soon as possible part is so different for every single person. Everyone has their own situation, their own stuff going on. So then the question is, can I retire as soon as possible, like close my eyes and point at a date in the next six months and say, this is the day I'm going to retire and make that hasty decision and be done? Well, when you look at a year like this year, that brings up a lot of questions. Yeah, it's we're in a very uh, uncertain season right now in the markets and well everywhere actually with inflation and True. everything going on. And you know, we have we have done some videos for our clients, uh, communication with our clients in the last few months just you know, trying to explain what's going on as far as what the Fed's doing, um, as far as what inflation's doing to us which affects what the Fed's doing and supply and demand and all the issues that are on the headlines. Everybody probably listening has heard that. If you haven't, then you're probably being wise, not listening to the news. But best thing um, you could ever do is turn the news off. Absolutely. So we've been warning our uh, clients that, you know, we're in for a storm. 
I don't know how bad the storm's going to be. Nobody ever knows. We really don't know. And even the news media and all these experts out there, they don't have a clue what's going to happen. In fact, the Fed doesn't even know what's going to happen because they can't decide if they're going to raise it 50 basis points this month or 75 or one or what. Market's assuming the worst. So that's why we're getting beat up really hard right now. And if you notice, it's right before the next Fed uh, announcement of interest rate that we see the biggest gyration in the market. We saw it in May, and now we're seeing it again in June. And it's going to be an ugly year. Let's just face it. Let's look at it as an ugly year. And even into 2023, it could still be ugly. But what we do know historically, right, it always comes back. It, it always has come back. I don't, I'm not saying it isn't going to, it's going to come back, but it always has come back. And I, as I think about it, I don't think this is the end of the world. I don't think this month, next month, or 12 months from now is the end of the world. If you think it is, then, you know, happy days to you because you're not going to have a very happy life. Well, that answers one of my questions because I was going to ask you, is this it? Should we just hunker down, get in our bunker? So let me tell you that this is all over with after this. You know, it's uh, do you get your canned food in your backyard bunker and just say, you know what, it's all over? Well, I can tell you right now, it could be the end of the world. Well, not necessarily the end of the world. Could be the end of people's finances if they make a hasty decision. Ooh, good How's transition. That? How is that? Wow. It's almost like you're a professional podcaster. Just clicks. Clicks it like really nothing. Does. It's like clockwork. <laughs> well, but you're right. So, I mean, we look at this. The, the biggest question, I just answered this question via an email this morning. Um, it's the question clients ask when they come into the office when they see their recent statements. And they're asking this, what should I be doing? Do I need to make changes? Do I need to do this? Do I need to do that? And I guess the answer is, if you're 10, even 5, 10 years away from retirement, probably not. The only thing you should be doing is maybe dumping more money into the market when it's down because you're buying stocks on sale right now. At least if you look at the historical numbers as to what has happened in the past when markets drop, you buy during the dip, you're going to receive much greater returns when the market recovers. But in the grand scheme of things, if you're a long-term investor over the next 5 to 10 years... You really don't need to do a whole lot. Stay where you're at. Don't change a ton of your portfolio. Maybe you rebalance. There might be some of those opportunities there. But in the grand scheme of things, nothing. But really the question for the people who are retiring, let's say they want to retire in the next 6 to 12 months, that's when this question gets interesting because you go, well, have you been discussing this? I mean, what kind of things should someone be discussing before they retire with their advisor? We always tell our clients, you know, starting five years out, if you're thinking that this is your exit date, then we should have discussions five years out. Doesn't mean we're going to make changes five years out necessarily, but we do have to make plans. We have to talk about what that looks like, kind of, you know, to make sure that you are going to have the right amount of money Mm -hmm. or, you know, let's face it, life is a guesstimate, right? We don't know what curveballs are going to be thrown at us. We don't know what the markets are going to do from one day to the next. Anybody that says they do then they should be able to tell you what day you're going to die as well, which I'm pretty sure nobody knows that. So, you know, these are things that have to be planned out ahead. So when somebody comes in, and I just had this happen, somebody came in and says, well, I just can't stand my job. I'm quitting. And in in three months, I'm going to be done. And it was like, you're in a down market, pretty down market right now. We've had three excellent years. Everybody forgets how what a run we've had for the last few years right super run unbelievable run Mm -hmm. and most of our accounts are still up through that from the beginning of that run there's probably very few that are down 
for the last couple of years. It's right. just th- this year we're talking, most of it. Most of it. And now maybe in the last 12 months. But if you go two or three years back, you're still very positive. Nobody wants to remember that. They only want to focus on the, you know, the blade of grass in front of their eyes. So, but, you know, this hasty decision making of... Um, I want to retire in three months. I'm done. I can't, I can't stand it. I'm yeah, done. It, it's just like... So now you just made a hasty decision that completely throws a wrench in our whole financial plan that we've been discussing because this person had two more years to work based on our plan that we've been talking about for five years, maybe even longer. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so now I get this news and I'm like, well, that's not really a great move. Well, I can't take it any longer. I understand that. But have you really thought about the financial side of this, because that, you know, now you're going to start drawing money off your accounts where you're selling more shares to get that same amount of money in your, you know, paycheck for each month to replace right. your job. And so we went through that. And so I'm not sure where that's going to end up, but I did lay it out that it considerably changes the outlook of retirement for them. Well, when you think in the grand scheme of things for a client just like this, if you're on a five-year plan, say, hey, five years is all, in this case, three years ago, we said we're going to be retired in five years. So that means at this point, probably about this year, maybe even early next year, if the plan is going accordingly, we're going to make that portfolio slightly more conservative as we're going to start drawing some income out of there. But if we're on this timetable of, let's say, in 2022, I have two more years until 2024 to start drawing income from that portfolio. When the markets are down like they are now, I'm not going more conservative with this client's portfolio. I don't want to make any hasty decisions and say, hey, look, you need this in two years. You're down, let's say, 10 to 12% in your portfolio. I'm going to make you more conservative, which makes it harder to recover that 10 to 12% you're down. I'm going to make you more conservative now, and then you're going to have to fight uphill to get there for the next two years. I'm just going to leave that portfolio alone if we're on the same timetable. Now, reverse that to, hey, by the way, I changed my mind. You don't have two more years. You have three months. Now I'm thinking, gosh, now I have to go more conservative and take those losses in your portfolio and start realizing them and leaving them in that place to make this an uphill battle. And not only do I have an uphill battle to get back to where you were at your high water mark, you're now drawing income from that portfolio, which makes it near impossible for me to get there. So the idea of what you're saying, this hasty decision, what it did is it just cut the portfolio off at the knees. It lost its power to grow back into a place that gets them on the trajectory that they were setting up five years ago to be when they were going to be retired. That's, that's the theory right there. And if this person can wait that extra year and a half or two years to get to that retirement point, they might be, and I can't guarantee, but they might be in a better position financially with the portfolio. Maybe the markets are in a growth cycle again. They've recovered a lot of those losses. Then we can dial things back without taking a huge hit. But when you start pulling the trigger and saying, I just, my emotions are too high. I don't like my job. I don't like my boss. I don't like what's going on. Oh, and by the way, the markets are down, but I don't care. I'm quitting. Yeah. It's like, ooh, these are, these are big emotional hasty decisions that can really affect the longevity of a retirement. You know, we had through that discussion, um, they'll be fine, but we, there's no asset classes that are up right now. Right. Not on a broad scheme. If you're in a well-diversified portfolio, you're not concentrated in any one type asset class anyhow. You shouldn't mm-hmm. be. Right. You should have a, a you know something in all these different asset classes, and right now none of them are performing. So it's like I can't just say, all right, well we're gonna we'll keep your portfolio as is, and we'll draw from this asset class. Mm-hmm. I mean, even when bonds are not performing, 
And if you have uh, individual bonds and that they're, they're fixed interest rate, why would you sell them now uh, until interest rates go up and you can replace them with a higher interest rate bond? So you don't want to do that. If you're in a bond mutual fund, you're down. You're right. down considerably. So and then you go in to look at commodities and a lot of commodities are down. There's very few avenues to draw income from. So a hasty decision like that throws a lot of risk to the whole portfolio and to the whole retirement. And so, you know, as I discussed with him is you really need to sincerely think about that or you need to change what you're going to draw out. In other words, Absolutely. you're, you, you got to rethink, am I going to go get another job as one opportunity to help subsidize your portfolio to pay for your monthly bills? And I would say most people are not looking to get a part-time job because of a hasty decision. In this case, in this case, no. Right. There was, you know, I, I'm not going back to work. Okay. That wasn't On the this intention close originally. to the end. So that was one. The other one was, well, then you got to take more, less money each month, right. which is now you're going to redo your budget and relook at what's going to, what you're going to cut out. Or, um, you know, three is you just got to, you just got to bear through it. And so I'm not sure where the decision is. It was just uh, a recent yesterday. So, you know, we'll find out over time. They have some thinking to do. And right. they got to do it pretty quickly now if we're talking August, you know? So, well, and if we would have gone, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? But if you would have told us two years ago that, hey, now I'm two years out, you know, that I, I'm probably going to be August 1st of 2022 and this is 2020, we would have adjusted your portfolio at that point. And then you wouldn't have had such a large hit in this down market because you wouldn't have had such a high-risk portfolio. We thought the timetable was longer. Your timetable shortened. Okay, we're going to adjust accordingly. Three months isn't a long enough time to adjust. No, That's the problem. Not when you got everything down. So, you know, that hasty decision is going to cause a lot of emotional strain, even probably more than what the employer is creating. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Uh, but, it, you know, gets me boiling a little bit. But, you know, this is this is what people do. And this is we go through it a lot. So well, and, and also in another hasty thought is let's say let's say I didn't hastily retire last year. Let's use that as an example. Sure. So I quit my job, rolled my money out, decided I was going to live free the rest of my life, not work anymore. And as soon as I retire, I get two or three months of really good runs up from 2021 was still a good year in the markets. Mm -hmm. Maybe not the bond side of it, but on the stock side of it. And then January 1 hits and everything goes down and it just keeps annihilating itself so far this year. And so... How do I look at myself at this point? How do I look in the mirror and go, man, I made a bad decision? Right. Was it a bad decision or was it not? That's well, the question. That is the question, right? This depends. So if, and I had this situation with a client, um, decided that he was going to change jobs last August. And so he went from working with a company to going and being self-employed. And he seems to really like his new self-employed position. Seems to really be getting some good business going and, and making good money. But his frustration has been is, hey, I quit my job in August. I rolled my 401k out into my own personal investments with you guys. I've seen nothing but losses. If, if I'm looking at a, you know, a nine to 10 month period, I'm not, I've made no money. In fact, I've lost tens of thousands of dollars in all this. I'm frustrated. So the question that he's been asking me is, well, maybe I should just move this out and do something on my own. Maybe I don't need to pay you your advisory fee or anything like that. And my response is always with a client who has these types of frustrations is, feel free to do that. I, there is no corner on the market when it comes to investing. Go find another advisor. Go do it on your own. Those types of things do not hurt my feelings. But 
here's the thing. If I'm going to ask you these questions, you better have answers for them if you're going to go do it on your own. What are you going to do with these investments? So they're invested in stocks and in mutual funds and have some bonds in this portfolio. Are you going to get out of those stocks and go into what? Uh, cryptocurrency or or what? Where are you going to go? You know, is is yeah, this they're all be, down? Is this just going to be a lateral movement from stocks to stocks? Because in that case, that's fine with me. It should be. It, that's what, do that's it. what that's, you should do. Yeah. But I have an inkling, and I talked to him, and I said this. I said I have an inkling that when you leave these stocks, you're likely going to go into a more conservative portfolio. And then what you just did is lock in those losses of tens of thousands of dollars and just basically hamper your entire recovery process whenever the markets do come back. That's not the most prudent decision. You're making a hasty decision because you don't like seeing losses, and neither do I. Trust me, you and I know this more than anybody. Our fees, our income, are based off the value of our clients' accounts. When they lose money, so do we. Our revenue drops as much as whatever their portfolios drop percentage-wise when it comes down and boils right. down to it. Yep. So I don't like to see my clients lose money either. But we do have to go through down periods. We got to take that risk to be able to experience the up periods. And so I, I told him, I said, you can't make a hasty emotional decision. And even if you do decide not to work with me, make sure you stay in stocks because that's so, so important right now. Yeah. It's, you know, if you're going to make changes, you got to make lateral changes. This is what I, I, told, I tell right. people. I'm not going to make a change in somebody's portfolio. We may rebalance it as when we look at our portfolios. We're still waiting on the opportune time in our portfolios to rebalance. True. I'm getting closer to it. If the market keeps uh, in a free fall that it's been in the last week or two, mm-hmm. uh, I'm getting closer to feeling where we might do some rebalancing. But we're just uh, you know kind of hanging loose on that. I don't feel the timing's right quite yet. But, you know, and somebody wants to make changes in their portfolio, you go, where are you going to go with it? I mean, if you got certain stock funds down 20% or more, mm-hmm. your gross stocks, basically, if you got value stocks down 5 to 10%, depending on what they are, and you got bonds down anywhere from, uh, if you're in a bond fund, you're down five to ten percent in those. Mm-hmm. There's nowhere to conserve your portfolio in those. And let and then you go into commodities, or you want to go into cryptocurrency. Well, you can all look at those percentages of what they look like this year. Yeah, they're all down. Everything's down. This is healthy. This is what I keep trying to tell people. This is good stuff. True. If you can emotionally get through it, once you get through it and you understand it, and you've been through a few of them, then you finally go. It sucks. I hate to look at the numbers, but I haven't lost a dime till I sell those shares. And when I sell those shares, I'm out. So hasty decisions have to be really thought through when it comes to even adjusting your portfolio. Mm -hmm. And whenever somebody's in retirement or newly in retirement, that's when they panic. They want to, well, we got to make, we got to do something. You're charging me a fee and you're doing nothing. My job is like a fireman. When it's ugly like this, we need to be here to help talk you off the ledge. That's basically what we have to do. Or on the opposite end of the spectrum, when things are just going through the roof, I have to be here to tell you, don't jump into Bitcoin. It's not as as stable (laughs) as it looks. And you can see it was in the 60,000s, it's now in the 20,000s per Bitcoin. It's Those are the types of things that we're here for. We're not here to set you up and just you know make you a consistent portfolio. We do that, That's yeah. but anyone can do that. Our job as the advisor is to say, hey, fit this portfolio into a long-term plan and don't deviate outside these guardrails. Don't get in panic in a down market. Don't get too greedy in an up market. Stay within the guardrails and trust the process. Yeah, and you know, your lifestyle is important, right? And Absolutely. so we try to, that's what an advisor's to do is to help design 
your money around your lifestyle. Right. And there's going to be curveballs. And the market has historically always done stuff like this. It's maybe a different reason this time than it was the last time, but it's done this before. This is not the first time this has ever happened. And the only ones that lose are the ones who cash out, sell their stuff off. And if they don't make a lateral choice of going back into stock somewhere else, it's probably a bad decision any way you look at it. But if that's what those people that you're talking about end up doing, then more power to them. It's their money to do what they want. But they're paying an advisor to help them and guide them from making hasty decisions. Right. And I think when you start looking at this, I think maybe this may ring a bell with a few of our listeners. The thing that people worry about is they think when markets are going down, like right now, you know, we've had a bad year so far, double digit percentage down in a lot of asset categories. When you start seeing some of those things tick in that direction, you're thinking, how do I stop the bleeding? I'm bleeding. I'm bleeding everywhere. Well, that's not always true, right? Yes, the market value of your portfolio is less, but you haven't lost any shares, you haven't lost any assets, anything that you actually physically have ownership in. The only thing that you've lost is the value of those. Now, the value is so fluid. It goes up and it goes down. And panicking, we've had this conversation in previous episodes, panicking and selling those shares, that's when you are finally losing the asset. You're giving that in. asset away for a lower value. You know, that's when you start thinking of it that way, you go, gosh, if I haven't lost any of that asset... I haven't lost the power of what it can possibly be in the future, then why am I panicking? If I haven't lost that, why would I panic? But the problem is when you see your statement, you don't see how many shares you have. It, it's in there. It's on the back pages with Nobody all those other numbers. Nobody looks at that. No, that you look at that front part right there. What's that big number, the total value, and what's that change in value? Those are the two things that most people look at on their statement. And what do they measure that in? Dollars. Yep. And that's what you think your portfolio is worth. Well, yes, it is market value-wise, but stay patient because you still have those hundreds or thousands of shares depending on your portfolio. You still own those. You still have ownership. And the value can change just as quickly as it's gone down. It can go right back up. And also keep in mind that at least in our portfolios, everybody's getting dividends somewhere from different asset classes. So, you know, a good design portfolio is paying dividends. And what's a dividend? Well, that's money back from the the companies. Mm -hmm. They give back to the shareholders, which comes back to you and is re- purchasing shares. We do that with uh, almost all of them. We have some that take dividends out as income, but most cases, dividends are going back in and buying more shares and they're buying at a lower value. So you're buying shares on sale without even doing anything, without even your knowledge, unless you're looking at that amount of shares that you have in your statement instead of the dollar sign. You're looking at those shares, you'll see every statement you get where dividends came in and purchased X amount of shares in different various asset classes. So you're in essence growing those shares at a cheaper price during this period of time. So when Mm -hmm. it comes back up, that's going to help you come back out of the hole a whole lot quicker. And that's how you're going to see this thing come out on the backside. Most of the money analysts I uh, listened to, I was listening to a podcast yesterday uh, from a money manager uh, or an analyst. And he's currently three looking three years out right now. So they're looking at every angle of a worst case to a best case three years from now, not right now, not six months, not 12 months, not two years, three years out is what they're looking at. They're not saying the market's going to be down three years. They don't know. 
They don't know what's going to happen there. Right. But they're looking at what do we have to be buying and what do we have to be doing so that three years from now we are poised to be in a position where we should be or back where we were at. Now, that's a tough call. These guys are having a struggle right now and they'll admit to it because of all the different factors that are going on with, right. you know, all the various things at one time. But that's how far these guys are thinking. So if you hire money managers, which we are not a money manager, we utilize money managers. Right. We're an, ad, we're an advisor to the client. We're representing the client, trying to find them a good money manager. Those money managers, this, they're doing their fireman work right now. Yeah. And they've got to figure out what's this going to look like two, three, four, five years down the road for my client. My, not our client here, but it's a client to them as well. You are their client. So they're also, they got skin in the game, just like everybody else. They get paid on based on how well they do. So they got skin in the game just as well. So they are working very hard. They have the information. They have the ability to talk to people in these big companies to be able to figure out what's going on in each individual company that's in our portfolios. Yeah. It's an amazing thing that's going on. And they're excited about it. In fact, most of them, of course, you know, they're kind of geeky probably because they, they're into that kind of stuff. <laughs> they, like, they like the fundamental they love this. sheets of companies. They go, this is the best times of, the, of markets because this is where we create wealth. Absolutely. And it's very hard, though, for us on the retail side, on the other end, who don't know those current workings, who don't really understand those current workings, right. to know that this is, a, this is when wealth is created, not lost. When yeah. you're seeing your dollar sign on the statement go down, right? right? It gives you that hasty feeling like, I got to do something. And you're right. It's, you know, how do I stop the bleeding? And there's nothing you can do. I'm telling you right now, the best thing you can do is nothing. The best thing you can do is maybe be advised eventually of rebalancing your portfolio. Not all cases, in some cases. Sure. And, you know, ride it out. And if you got money to invest, there is no better time. And I know that sounds like a sales pitch, and I don't care if you think it is or not. I'm telling you right now, it's the greatest time to invest. If you're buying stuff at a store, do you buy it when it's at full price or are you always looking for something at a discount? You're buying at a discount in the market right now. And if you can't sure. see that in your, in your vision, then you're, you're probably not going to invest and you're probably not going to have massive success. Right. You'll have good success, but massive success comes from those who are willing to make a, uh, an investment when things are ugly. I remember a money manager that we've talked to in the past. He says, the greatest wealth transfer happens in down markets. And it's transfer from people who panic to people who don't. That's true. And this is the case, right? If you're not making a hasty decision, you're not saying, hey, I, I don't like my returns, or hey, I'm ready to retire right now, or hey, I'm going to make this decision, and I'm not going to do any planning. I just feel this way, and that's going to trigger a decision. That's when things are dangerous. That's when you can really ruin long-term wealth. But if you're taking your time, you're looking at three-year periods, or five-year, or 10-year periods, or you're looking at certain things, you're saying, look, I understand this down market now may not give me good returns in the next three months, but if I dump a bunch of money into here now, I'm going to see great returns over the next three to five to 10 years. Potentially, I can't guarantee any of that, but I'm going to see that long-term vision. I'm going to think long-term on that one. Those things, those are not hasty decisions. Those are making long-term prudent decisions. Those things pay off and you and your family will be more wealthy because of it, because you were patient, because you waited, 
because you thought things through when you didn't just make a decision on emotion. You used some of your logic there. And I think historical data proves a lot of that stuff. Now, we can't make any guarantees off of historical data, but it's the best thing we have to go off of right now. And I'll tell you another hasty decision that we've had a few of lately and is people who are buying things that they just are making an emotional decision on. I'll use a couple examples. One guy who took money out of his IRA, okay, to build a deck. And I said, how important is that deck? Well, I've been wanting to do it. And I go, do you realize that you're first selling out your IRA? Because it's the only account he has. Mm -hmm. You're going to pay taxes on that IRA. He's over 59 and a half, so no penalty, but just income taxes on the money to get it out. Second of all, he's selling those shares at a low. So he's selling low right now. And three, he's going to go buy lumber and materials, which are, he's going to do it himself. So it's not a labor issue, but the materials are very high right now because of supply and demand. I said, it couldn't be the worst time for you to pull money out of your IRA to build a deck, but it's your money. You do what you want. He pulled the money out to build his deck. That's an emotional, hasty decision where logically I might say, well, if it was me, this is how I would think I would go, well, I'll wait six or 12 months or whatever till this thing washes out because I am not going to pay top dollar for materials and I'm not going to pay Uncle Sam and lose money at the same time. So these are just things that I look at. That's just one example of multiple things of hasty decisions, buying things that they didn't need. Yep. But this this is how we deal with pain sometimes, right? We try to comfort it with buying. And then you, sometimes people get buyer's remorse. That's because I, I made a quick emotional hasty decision and now I wish I wouldn't have later. Now, sure. this guy with the deck's probably going to be happy as can be when the deck's done. But for for his investment long term, he's taking money out of there. At a low. At a low. And it it's not going to ruin him, but it isn't going to make things as pretty as it would have been if you wait one more year. Right. What's one more year, man? You know? Sure. And it doesn't, it's not because of me, you know, and it's it's because, you know, I'm trying to look out for them and it's just guidance. And there is things where you can't control that. But these are hasty, unneeded decisions. And I can name a half a dozen in the last two months that I've had. I would say, aside from maybe, let's see, I'm thinking just off the top of my head, I probably have two clients who have taken money out this year because they had to. One was because he lost his job and he needed to replace some income until his disability insurance kicked in. So he had to do something there. The other one was they had a medical bill that was due and needed paid. Okay, those two were good. Out of the rest of them, that maybe seven, eight, ten other people who have taken lump sums of money out to do projects similar to a deck or something else or a vacation or things along those lines, that to me, I'm right with you. That it was a it was a surprise. I try to use the logic side of things, but in the end, people will choose to do what they feel like they're gonna do. But I think for all of our listeners, this is a warning to just maybe test yourself and say, is this an emotional decision or is this a logical decision? And is it worth more to me to be able to take the time and maybe another year or another six months or another 18 months, whatever it is, and wait to have this done? Or is it something that needs done this exact second? Is this a need or is this a want? And those questions are tough. And as an advisor, I have to, you know, I want to tiptoe around them because I know in some things people can get emotional about some of these decisions and I don't want to, I don't want to offend anybody, but you really have to ask yourself that question. Is this a need? Or is it a want? And if it's a want, 
it can probably wait. So here's a little advice from the old guy. Oh, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a statement. Here. Oh boy, look out! We may have to edit the podcast. To all you guys that are out there buying big stuff, toys, boats, campers, houses that you know you could wait on another year or two. Uh, decks, whatever it is you're buying. I don't care what it is. If you're buying stuff just to buy it, would you please just stop? Because when you finally stop buying all this crap, inflation will finally come down. (laughs) Supplies will come up. Demand goes down. Prices will calm down. The markets will recover way fast, quicker, way quick, way fast, quicker, way quicker. And we'll all be happy again. If you just wait, but no, everybody's got to keep blowing money on crap because this is what they do. And until they stop blowing money, the Fed is not going to stop thinking about this inflation issue. So everybody stop buying crap. That's all I can say. So let's, let's make a retire ASAP commitment. You, me, and our three listeners that listen to our podcast, we're going to commit to not buying anything for I'm the next buying, 12 months. I'm not buying food anymore and think I'll lose weight. Yeah. What the heck? That's, this is this the is way. This is a positive, positive. We, we are single-handedly, as the Retire ASAP podcast, we are going to stop inflation. We're going to solve the world's problems <laughs> by stop buying crap. Buy the essentials and stop getting caught up in the cool stuff. Uh, Do you need that Suburban or can you go just drive the car you got right now? You know, just stuff like that. Oh, we can joke. We we can joke about some of that stuff, but you're absolutely right. I mean, the the reason inflation is here is because we have a supply issue and a demand issue. Way more demand because people are spending more money than they ever have. And a supply chain issue where they're having trouble getting goods into the manufacturers who are making the stuff that we need. So it's... It really does come down to every individual needs to make decisions that the price that things are at right now is too much. And so I I don't know what the answer is. You know, us in this room aren't going to solve it. Most of our listeners, they're probably not going to solve it. But the grand scheme of things, that's what's happening. So as long as you're still paying into that system of saying, you know what, that boat, which is 300% more this year than it was three years ago, yeah, I'll pay that. That seems worth it to me or that RV, or that car, or whatever it is. You just need to start making those decisions individually to say, let's slow this down, let's be prudent, let's be logical, and let's just be patient. That's a lost art these days. Well, let's be logical. We are in America, the United States of America. People don't like to wait for anything. They make hasty decisions, emotional decisions, and they love their stuff. They love their stuff. And I do too. So I'm I'm right there with them. As a millennial from the microwave generation, we want it now. (laughs) We want it. We want it. We want a 20 minute baking process to be done in a minute and a half. (laughs) Right. And so that's the, that's the way we look at things at, at our age. And I think there's so much value. And I think this is even depending on where you see faith stuff. There is so much value in being patient, taking time, reflecting before you make any hasty decisions. Agreed. So whether that's with your money, your relationships, whatever it is, we mostly focus on retirement and money, but that that can be valuable across all different planes of the world. So, so. I'm going to yell one last statement. There you Stop go. the insanity! <laughs> it's 
stop the insanity. All I right, enough it. enough talk about haste and insanity today. Well, and we've gone longer than usual. We're at about 35, almost 40 minutes. Oh, we're losing so. listeners as we yeah, speak. Yeah, we lost them about 40 minutes ago. Oh, they missed know? the best part. It was right here at the end. <laughs> so if you, if you stuck it out, we appreciate it. Hopefully um, you are thinking about the decisions you're making with your money and your retirement stuff. If you have any questions on that, you can connect with us on our website. It's www.bikeadvisors.com. And there's a schedule now button in the top right corner. If you click that button, it opens up my calendar. You can schedule a time for a phone call or an in-person meeting, whatever you're most comfortable with. We can even do a Zoom call if you prefer to see people face-to-face, but digitally, we can do all those options. So again, fikeadvisors.com. Click the schedule now if you have any questions. It doesn't cost you anything. Our first appointment is always complimentary, and we can talk about what your next steps are financially. Any thoughts on closing here, Brad? One last comment. I think you said that three times now. Haste makes waste. And nobody wants extra waste. Who wants to waste money? Not me. So when you bail out of the market right now, you're wasting money, my friend. And I'm gaining because I'm going in. Well, haste makes waste. There you, you guys go. have a you good rest it. of your day. All wise one. And you'll hear from us soon. Investment advisory services provided by Fike Advisors, LLC. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Please consult a professional before taking any action. Information is obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed.